beginning from Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. What is common to most, if not all, of the post-resurrection earthly appearances of our Lord is a commission, a commandment to go and spread the good news. Indeed, our Lord's last word before he was taken out of his ascension was a commandment to baptize and preach the gospel to all creatures. So how do we do this? How are we to witnesses to Jesus in the world? It seems to me that there are two opposite dangers, two opposite extremes. First, there's the danger of insensitivity. And I've told you before, once upon a time when I was in high school, my father and I were in a store somewhere looking for water furniture. And I stood up and smacked at in front of my face was a man who asked me if I knew Jesus and if I had been saved. Now, this kind of bowl in the furniture shop method is not the most effective way of telling people who are Now, the opposite, opposite extreme, is to be fearful. To be fearful even to talk about Jesus with those who are not Christians or nominally so. I mean, it's extraordinary. People will recommend restaurants, they'll recommend doctors. They'll recommend movies to see. They don't want to talk about Jesus. And I fall into that myself. And again, the story that comes most to mind is when I was a seminary, I was flying somewhere, and I got into a conversation with the man next to me. And, you know, they say it's always easier to open up to strangers. And in the course of our chat, uh, he began to tell me a very dark story of his life how he sort of saw life only as a sort of endless grudging. In other words, he provided me with the perfect opportunity to tell him the good news and to testify to what gave my life meaning and purpose, to give him a paradigm in which to put his reality. But I was afraid, and so I kept my mouth shut. How do we avoid these two dangers? How do we be witnesses of Jesus in the world? For your consideration, let me give you four suggestions, all beginning with the letter P. First is presence. Jesus calls his disciples lights of the world. And that means allowing the light of Jesus to shine through us, much in the way that light shines through these stained glass windows. And one of the most appropriate ways of passing on the good news to those who live in close proximity is simply living our Christian lives. So let your light shine before men that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Very often in this society where we are constantly bombarded with messages and advertising. People are 
by people who talk the talk, yes, but more importantly, walk the walk. And they should notice our honesty and our consistency and our truthfulness and our hard work and our reliability and our avoidance of gospel and the, the desire to build up and to give ourselves away in the service others. If family, friends, co-workers see something in our lives that they don't have, eventually they might begin to ask questions. And very often it's best to wait until they do. But if we are asked, we should be prepared to give an intelligent answer. Which brings us to the second key, which is persuasion. People need to be persuaded of the truth. St. Paul went through Asia, in Europe, preaching. He reasoned. He explained. He proved the truth of the gospel message. In the course of conversations, people will often raise objections. And we need to be able to deal with it. That is why some form of ongoing Christian education, not only for children, but for adults, is important. We have to have the tools to persuade people of the truth of Christianity. The third key is proclamation. The heart of telling others is the proclamation of the gospel. And the fact is that most people who join a church, a community of Christians, do so not out of denominational loyalty, that's different. Not even because of good music or good preaching or good liturgy or gifting programs. They join because someone has said to them, come with me and see. Nicky Gumbel of Alpha Fame tells the story of a young woman who was absolutely faithful to God's command to remember my day and keep holy. She was with the church gathered every Sunday without fail. One Sunday she got stuck in a rather bad traffic jam and she, she missed church. So she went on to her next appointment, which was lunch with some school friends. And during lunch she, she burst into tears. And when her friends asked her what was wrong, she answered, I missed church. They were completely mystified. But it planted a seed. And one of them became curious enough to find out what they were missing. One of them became a Christian as a result. Proclamation by word and deed. And the final key is prayer. Prayer is essential. <coughs> what do we pray for? We pray that the eyes of the blind might be opened, the ears of the deaf might be unstopped. Many people are blinded to a world beyond this one. Their noses are so hooked to the grindstone that they forget to lift up. They can see physically, but they might not be able to see deeper realities. And everyone, every single one of us knows someone, a member of the family, a godchild, a co-worker, a neighbor, a friend, who needs and see the gospel. And we need to be consciously 
praying for those people. One of my best friends from childhood is not a believer. And I pray for him every single day. He's 50 years old, hasn't worked yet. But I still pray. And all we need to be praying for those people consciously and by name. And we need to be praying for ourselves. When we do as Jesus commands us to do, to preach the gospel to all nations, we sometimes get a negative reaction. And the temptation at that moment is to give up. So we need to pray for the boldness and the courage to do the work that God has given us to do. I want to finish with one last story. This one comes out of Missouri, right after the Second World War. A soldier was shot and, and lay dying. And his friend, who was from Missouri, leaned over him and said, Is there anything I can do for you? And the man replied, No, I'm dying. Is there anyone I can get a message to? The soldier said, Yes, I can send a message to this man. And he mentioned a name and he mentioned a town. To tell that man that what he taught me as a child is helping me to die. Well, it turned out that man was the soldier's Sunday school teacher from his youth. And when the message got back to him some months later, he said, God forgive me, I gave up teaching Sunday school years ago because I thought I was getting noted. I thought it was useless. Whenever we tell people about Jesus, whenever we show Jesus to other people, it is never 